Coming up on Let's Get to the Points. What are you up to this week? This week I wanted to talk about a new welcome offer. The offer is 70,000 American Airlines miles after any purchase and paying the annual fee. You could use 70,000 miles to fly Qatar Airways business class from the U.S. to the Middle East. This is a pretty good card. And later. Hey everyone, I'm Kelly from Costa Mesa. What is the best or greatest redemption or trip you've taken? Being able to spend that time with your parents in like first or business and have that experience with them, that is just like the icing on the cake. But the problem is now my mom is a monster. So she scoffs. She scoffs when I book her on Southwest. Flying Southwest? <laughs> now, let's get to the points. From passion for points, it's Serena. From points to travel expert, it's Keholani. From travel sergeant, it's Miguel. From Nicole's travel tips, it's Nicole. And from seat to a suite, it's Mitch Shannon. Hello and welcome to Let's Get to the Points, audio and video podcast, bringing you the very best in tips and tricks in the world of miles, points, and travel. I'm your host, Mitch Shannon, along with my co-hosts, who are the very best Instagram and social media content creators in all things points, miles, and travel. First up, from Passion for Points, it's Serena. Hi. From Points to Travel Expert, it's Kay Halani. Aloha, my coco. From the Travel Sergeant, it's Miguel. Hey. And from Nicole's Travel Tips, it's Nicole. Hi. Please hit the like button and make sure you are subscribed now to our podcast wherever you watch or listen. The video and audio versions are on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify at Let's Get to the Points. Also, make sure to connect with us via our social media channels. Now let's do it. Let's get to the points. All right, before we start tonight, gang, I wanted to quickly share with you a really kind review that we got over on Apple Podcasts, Globalist Wannabe writes, wonderful hosts who demystify a sometimes overwhelming world of perks and privileges, making it easier for us all to start making the most of our everyday spending, and especially when it comes to travel. I thought that was a very kind review. It is nice. I want to remind everyone that we actually put a lot of work into the video version of the show too. And this show is actually best watched on YouTube and Spotify. There's a video version on Spotify as well. You can actually download these episodes onto your phone or device and then watch it on the go. So think of us when you are traveling this summer or you're on the go and need to watch something. Yeah, we do put a lot of effort into this video podcast, so we really appreciate that. So let's go ahead and get started tonight. We're going to start with Nicole. Nicole, what do you got? Well, Delta released a promotion this week that was allowing people to get a round trip flight from anywhere in the U.S. to Auckland, New Zealand for only 50,000 points round trip. New Zealand was never on my list, but to be able to go there for 50,000 points, I thought was amazing. And I have had 160,000 points from Delta sitting in my Delta SkyMiles account, and I had no idea what to do with them. And I thought that this was a perfect opportunity. So like they say in travel hacking, sometimes you chase the destination, chase the deal. This was like the perfect combination between the two. Have any of you guys looked into this deal? Anybody booked this deal? I think it's so great, Nicole, that you had Delta Miles waiting in your account for you to use it for this opportunity. I like chasing the deal too. And it's it was, it was a great deal. And I'm, I'm really excited to see your family go there. And you know what? I expect you to bungee jump. I've never <laughs> usually lost for words, but 
bungee jumping. <laughs> you have to run a marathon first. Yeah, I'm not sure if my marathon coach would be happy with me bungee jumping. <laughs> Hopefully she's listening. She'll listen to this or watch it on YouTube. Uh, and I haven't told her about the New Zealand deal yet. And my marathon is the week following New Zealand. So. <gasps> Ooh, you'll be training in New Zealand. That'll be fun. So Miguel, what are you up to this week? Uh, well, to, the, to this week, I wanted to talk about a new welcome offer on the uh, Barclays Aviator Red Card. I think this is a card. You don't really see people talking about it or posting about it a lot. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I think it's because they don't do referral bonuses and they don't do affiliate commissions. But if you ask people, everybody's had it or they currently have it or they're waiting to get it again. So the offer is 70,000 American airline miles after any purchase and paying the annual fee. The annual fee is $99 and it's literally any purchase. There's no minimum spending requirement, you know, like you usually see two, $3,000. It's any purchase. So you buy a pack of gum, a coffee, whatever, and pay the annual fee, you get 70,000 miles. So this is one of the best returns that you can get on spending money, you know, 70,000 miles for a pack of gum. And 70,000 American airline miles could give you pretty good redemptions. You could use 70,000 miles to fly Qatar Airways business class from the US to the Middle East. And there's also redemptions to Japan. You could do Japan Airlines business class 60,000 miles each way. So there's a lot of good uses still on partner airlines. There's also the sweet spot that Serena talked about previously where you can do 10,000 miles to the Caribbean each way in economy. So there's there's a lot of good uses for, for American airline miles still, I think. And this is a pretty good card. I love that card. It's a no-brainer for anyone wanting to go to Japan, wanting to go to the Maldives, wanting to go to the Caribbean from the West Coast. It's it's a no-brainer. I highly recommend get anyone getting that card. I, I don't have that card. Do you guys think that card is worth a 524 slot? So actually, I would, if you could, I'm not sure what the bonus is for the business version of that, but that's the one I'd go with because it's usually lower spending requirement anyway. So I got it a few months ago for the second time, the business version, and I think it was 80,000 miles for a $2,000 spend. So, and that didn't impact my 524 count. I'd say that if you're 324, no brainer, definitely go for it. 424, I, I would think about it a little bit more. Yeah. Or get it for your player three and four. You know, that's what I did. We're flying to Korea and Japan this summer, actually next month. And for a return flight, that's what we use 60,000 American airline miles each for my wife, my daughter, myself, my flight with my miles, my wife's flight with my dad's miles and my daughter's flight with my, with my mom's miles. So that was easy for us to, to do, you know, like three cards, three flights. One thing that I did learn when I did this is that logging into my parents' American Airlines Advantage accounts, I couldn't use my credit card to pay for the flight. It had to be a card under their name. So that's just something interesting, I thought. I ran into that issue too, but all I did was put the right name with the right card I wanted to use and it still went through. <laughs> love it. I love these hacks. It, it's a decent card, but uh, Serena, what do, you, what do you have for us this week? So I'm going to talk about Virgin Voyages. And right now you can book a Virgin Voyage with points and it's a great deal. Um, so these are for select sailings in the Mediterranean between now and August. They just extended the dates to August before it was sailings in June, but now it's good for sailings in August too. 
So Virgin Voyages is adults only, 18 and older. I went on a Virgin cruise last year. I paid cash for my cruise, but we had a great time and I would definitely cruise with them again. It's also Pride Month and I've been on many different cruise lines, Disney, Royal, Princess, Celebrity, Norwegian. Virgin is the most LGBTQ plus friendly of all those lines. And they're very different. They're really set apart from all the other ocean liners that are sailing out there. If you don't care for a traditional cruising, Virgin may be it for you. So between now and August, you can book a seven night Mediterranean cruise. You can depart from Athens and tour the Greek islands. You can depart from Barcelona and tour the Balearic Islands. And what's unique about this points deal is it books you into a sea terrace, which is a balcony cabin. Most cruise deals only book you into an interior room and then you have to pay a little bit more to get the balcony. So this books you directly into a balcony. And I always recommend a balcony when you want to go on a cruise. So these are brand new ships, Resilient Lady and Valiant Lady, and they will cost 80,000 Virgin Red points to book. And that's for two people in a balcony stateroom. And you can transfer Virgin Atlantic points to Virgin Red. Amex, Chase, and City transfer to Virgin Atlantic, and Capital One transfers directly to Virgin Red. And then on top of that, there are also transfer bonuses right now. So Amex has a 30% bonus to Virgin until the middle of June. And then Chase also has a 30% bonus to Virgin until the middle of June as well. So that means you only need 62,000 Amex or Chase points to book this cruise. And let's say we break that down per night. So with a seven night cruise, you're talking about 9,000 points per night for your room, for food, entertainment, gratuities, basic Wi-Fi, and then views of the Mediterranean Sea from your balcony. That is a deal for 9,000 points a night. These cruises usually normally cost about $3,000 and up. So what you would need to do is you would need to find flights if you book this cruise. And there are tools out there that can help you look for award availability for flights. So I would say don't feel pressure to jump on this right away if, if you're not ready. Virgin has done deals like this in the past and they'll probably have deals like this in the future. At the end of last year, they even had a casino match with Virgin where you could get a free cruise. You'd have to pay the taxes, uh, but they were doing that at the end of last year. So there are always deals that come and go. But if you're looking to go to the Mediterranean this summer, um, I would definitely take a look at this deal. So I've always told my husband, I hate cruises. I'm never going on one. His family loves them. And because of you, we want to try that cruise. And we're even thinking about turning in our Amex point to go on that cruise this summer. But the flights are so tight to get to Europe. That's the only thing standing in our way right now. That's great. Yeah, I have a highlight on my page of my Virgin Cruise if anyone's interested to see what my experience was like. I had a really great time. Maybe that should be a challenge for us. Maybe there should be a let's get to the points cruise. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea because all the food will be included. Yeah. So Mitch, what did you want to talk about this week? Uh, yeah, thanks, Serena. So um, I was recently talking with a friend and she had mentioned to me that she was frustrated with the annual fee that had just posted on her American Express Platinum card. And I said, well, did you do a retention call? And she said to me, what is a retention call? So for those of you that aren't sure or have never done one, I thought it would be 
fun to kind of explain it and walk you through what a retention call is. So with American Express and many other credit card companies, they've sometimes can offer you special offers or incentives to keep your account open. And these can sometimes actually help reduce the cost of your out-of-pocket annual fees. For example, I just went through this process myself last week, and here's how it generally works for American Express. You can do it by calling or you can chat online with them, depending on which preference you like. You know, talking to someone, it can be a little intimidating as well. So you're going to have to kind of figure out what process that you want to take. So I'll go through the chat options since that's what I did. I logged into my Amex account online. I hit chat with a rep and the chat box pops up. And then I just type in that I'm thinking about canceling a card. So my advice is that you never want to say close the card because I actually did that once with Citibank on their automated phone line. And guess what? It actually closed my card, which was a lesson that I learned. So once you're chatting with an Amex rep, they're going to come on. They're usually going to go through the motions of saying you're a valuable customer and they're going to go through the card benefits as well. And then at that point, that's where I say thank you, but I think... I want to close the card. And now at this moment, one or two things is going to happen. They're either going to say, okay, they're going to start reading the script. And that's where they're going to ask you if you want to close the card. That's pretty much your signal that they don't have a retention offer for you. But if they say, well, we've got a special offer for you if you keep your card open and then they give you your offer, well, congratulations, you just got your retention offer right there. So depending on what it is, you can either accept it at this point, ask if there's anything else, or you can continue to close the account. Now, I got a couple of tips that are important if you're going to do a retention call. With Amex and almost all banks, you want to do this around the time when the annual fee posts. So all banks are a little different. They've got different rules. Amex is generally the 30 days after the annual fee posts on the card is when you're going to get one of these retention offers. And all banks are a little different. I've had very little luck getting any type of retention offer from Chase. Citi gives them to me pretty much all the time. But like I said before, be very careful when you're calling their automated line. Now, what I found with Amex is they generally give you a retention offer every Every other year that you hold the card. So it's always worth trying that every year. You know, there's nothing wrong with calling up and saying, I want to reevaluate my relationship with this card when the annual fee posts. In fact, that's actually what I was doing with my Amex gold card. And I wasn't quite sure which way I wanted to go to it. But the rep said to me, hey, we got a retention offer for you. They came back. They offered me 20,000 membership reward points for $3,000 spend in three months if I keep the card open. And kind of like you guys, hey, I'll take 20,000 Amex membership reward points any day of the month. And that's going to help offset that annual fee of $250 as well. So I said yes to the retention offer and I am keeping that card open for another year. Yeah, I remember calling Chase about my Sapphire Preferred to see if I could get a retention offer. And the guy straight up told me, you're paying $99 for the ability to transfer points. This is not... We're not, we have no ability to offer you any kind of retention offer. I did the hang up and call back, same answer. So yeah, I haven't Good gotten job. any retention offer from Chase, but her Amex is the one that gives you probably the best options. Have any of you guys gotten a retention offer from Chase? Um, so my friend did. Her and her husband, they've had the Chase Sapphire Reserve for many years. And just last year, their annual fee was due and they both called and they each got $200 credit. But they had the card for many, many years. So I think they do that if you're a long time card holder. 
And this was the first time that they even asked for a retention. So Kehalani, you've got some Amex news as well for us, right? Last week, uh, we were on a trip and it just so happened that Amex sent an email to my husband. So he, my husband has a couple business platinum cards and for one of the cards, Amex sent an email and they said that due to an internal error, they incorrectly notified him via email on April 23rd that he had unlocked complimentary guest access into the Centurion Lounge for up to two guests per visit through January 31st, 2024. And now they want to make things right. So they said that they're granting him access to bring in two guests into the Centurion Lounge up until June 7th, 2023. And that really worked out well for us because the next day we were going through the airport and he was going to go in the lounge and I was going to sit outside and wait for him because it didn't matter to me because I don't eat a lot. <laughs> well, I guess I do, but it was fine with me because... You know, we know that we can get the Avion as an authorized user on a personal Alex Platinum card, but we don't want to pay the $175 fee just so I can go eat more in one lounge and I can go on like a priority pass lounge or something like that. So I worked out perfect and um, we went in that lounge and yeah. So I did pay the annual, the membership fee to add an authorized user to my Amex Platinum. And so I've added both of my kids to that card, but I haven't added my husband yet because later on I want him to get his own platinum card. And I'm not sure that it's going to take up a slot and we won't be able to get it. Make sure it makes sense for you to pay these annual fees on these cards. I mean, how many lounges do we need to go to and how much food do we need to eat? Like $175 is a lot of money. That same day we went into Polaris Lounge because we had Swiss business class tickets. So we ended up going to both, but that was a lot of food for both of us. Do you need a third person, Nicole? <laughs> you volunteer? Bring on that minimum. Bring on that minimum spin, and we can make a deal. Okay, thanks, everyone. I think it's time to move along and get to our weekly recap. It's now time for our weekly recap. We're always booking trips and learning lessons. And this is the segment where we share those stories with you. So Miguel, what do you got going on? So last weekend I went to Denver uh, for a family high school graduation and I booked the, I had, I booked a room for myself and then I booked a room for my brother. So on, for my brother, I booked them a, at a Hyatt Regency. And what I've been doing, once it's time to check in in the app, it gives you the options to text the hotel. So I'll text them and ask him if there's a suite available. But by the time I ask him, I've already checked to see, you know, with my dates to see if there's a suite available. And they came back and they said, no, sorry, we don't have anything. I was like, okay, you know, cause I saw it in the app. So I just left it like that. But then once I checked in in person, I asked him again because I checked again in the app and then there was a suite available, a standard suite. And I'm saying, well, you, you guys are selling a suite. I don't act too snobby or anything. I'm just like, hey, you, you know, do you guys, it seems like you guys have a suite. And uh, they said, you know what, let me let me talk to my colleague. And so she went and talked to somebody else and they said, okay, uh, we do have one, but we're gonna clean it. So it ended up taking an hour. They didn't tell me it was gonna take an hour. Otherwise I would have just taken the standard room, but it was like, it's almost ready, it's almost ready, it's almost ready. Well, they ended up giving me the uh, presidential suite and I was like, oh, okay, I guess the hour was worth it. So it was a very nice room, but it was for my brother. <laughs> That was the first time I get the presidential suite, which was really nice. And I was like, man, like, should we stay in here? And, you know, so no, I, you know, I let, you know, my brother got to stay there, but it was under my name because I wanted to get my elite nights for my status. My wife and kids, we actually stayed at the Gaylord of the Rockies, which is a Marriott property. I wanted to stay there because the Gaylord Resorts, 
I think there's maybe six of them in the U.S. You know, they're big resorts. They have a bunch of pools and shops and restaurants and stuff. So I wanted to go there for the kids. They had a lazy river. They do bonfires. You could do s'mores. And, you know, they have a lot of activities. So I wanted to stay there. It was really kind of deciding, do I want the nicest room at a high regency or do you want a standard room at a nice resort? So I had to outweigh those. And so we stayed at the Gaylord and my brother at the Hyatt. And uh, Nicole, you stayed at a Hyatt or you booked a Hyatt recently? Yeah, I would say, Miguel, you are definitely a better parent than I am because I would have definitely taken the presidential suite. Now, granted, my kids are a little bit older, but I'm the one that pays the bills. So coming or not? (laughs) So, yes, this week we stayed at the Park Hyatt in Washington, D.C. And this is my first Park Hyatt. So I wasn't sure what to expect. I'm thinking about like the Park Hyatt in New York. And I think this one's a little different. It's a smaller hotel and we had a good time. I would say there were a few little things that I guess my expectation of a Park Hyatt that I saw that I wasn't too sure of. But compared to a Hyatt Regency or Grand Hyatt, it was up there. I'm not sure if I would spend the 40,000 points a night to stay at maybe like a New York Park Hyatt. I like to have the Regency Club that's available, especially with the kids to get a few snacks every now and then. One thing that I loved about this Park Hyatt was definitely the restaurant. The restaurant was a Michelin recommended restaurant. And for me, that's very fancy. Definitely took full advantage of the breakfast there for sure. The other thing we booked was this was our first flight using our Southwest Companion Pass. And when I first started travel hacking, there's two things I wanted to do. One was book Q suites and two was to get Southwest Companion Pass. I mean, I know those are like two complete opposite things, but I figure the Companion Pass would deal with everyday traveling and the Q suites would be like aspirational travel. So we booked two tickets, one for me and my husband, and then we added our kids as companion. And I think this is one of the greatest deals in travel hacking. I know first class and business class is great, but to be able to fly two people for the price of one, I mean, that's right at my extreme couponing alley. The only downside with flying Southwest to the two airports we went to was there was no lounge access. So one was from Fort Lauderdale and in that terminal, there was no lounge. And coming back at DCA, there's also no lounge there. Keep that in mind if you know that's something that's important to you, but we kind of stocked up on food in the hotel. And again, for buy one, get one free, totally worth it. Yeah. One thing I like about the companion pass, Nicole, is that if you have a good strategy to earn it, right, you'll have at least the 135,000 rapid rewards points that you need to earn it. By you earning that companion pass, it's pretty much like you have double those points because you'll be able to use those points as well as any cash bookings. But 135,000 points times two, because you're taking a second person if you take taking all those trips. So that's something um, that I really like about that. Yeah. Okay, Helani, what did you book this week? Okay, so uh, we needed to book some last-minute business class tickets to get over to Europe. We had life miles in our account, and we just needed a little bit more to top off our life miles to make that purchase. And I was like, oh, shoot, we missed the transfer bonus of 50% from Amex. I think it ended like that day. But just so happened, I'm like, okay, whatever, we're going to transfer it over. So I transferred it. And I go in the Life Miles account and there's the bonus. So even though it wasn't showing an Amex, it still gave us the bonus in our Life Miles account. So that was some good stuff that happened to us this week. Serena, what do you do this week? So I'm going to talk about something that I actually booked last year, but I'm going to be flying it soon. So it counts, right? 
So it definitely does. Okay. So I'm going to be flying um, nonstop from San Francisco to Toronto on Air Canada. This is going to be the first flight for our summer trip, which we're going to leave on soon. Amex, Chase, and Capital One transferred to Air Canada Aeroplan, and I transferred Amex points to book this flight. Other options that were available to me at the time, I could have used United points for 13,000 miles. I could have used Turkish miles for 10,000 miles, but I didn't want to deal with the headaches with Turkish. So I just booked it with Air Canada for 11,000 miles a person. So nowadays on the same flight, I see more like 18,000 miles for this nonstop flight. So it might make sense to use Turkish miles for a flight like this instead. But what I really like about Air Canada is their family seating policy. So you can book like the standard reward, which is the very lowest fare for an award ticket. And if you have a child that's under 14, they will guarantee that you get to sit next to them. And so we don't have to worry about paying extra to reserve a seat for my kids. And I think it's great that airlines do this for families. Other U.S. airlines that do this are Alaska, American, Frontier, and United just announced they're going to be having a family seating policy too. So hopefully more airlines will adopt a family seating because I really find it valuable for my family. Mitch, what did you book this week? Yeah, Serena. So um, we've got a trip planned this fall. We're going to head to Bali. And Hyatt's got a couple of properties that I've actually had my eye on down there. Um, our good friend from uh, Melbourne, Australia, Melanie, she's going to be joining us and we're going to have a great time down there. We settled on the Andas for 15,000 points a night. And if you know me by now, a room is never enough for me. I want to have one of the best rooms that they've got. So I got a hold of our Hyatt concierge again, and I wanted to see what the nicest room on the property is that I could get. So we applied a sweet upgrade award to that reservation for our stay. The suite was the standard suite available. I then used the same logic that I used for our upcoming stay to Pattaya in Thailand. And I talked about that in our first episode of our first podcast, where I asked about the cash rates, what they are, where you can upgrade beyond the Hyatt standard suite that you normally get. So I asked our concierge what the price difference is between our room that we booked on points and the suite that was attached. I asked what it would be for us to move to the one bed bedroom garden villa with a king bed. She came back and they quoted a surprise of $100 a night. So for an additional $100 a night, we get this huge villa with a private pool at about 2,600 square feet for two people. So add it all up, 15,000 points a night, a sweet upgrade certificate, extra $100 a night. We're now booked in the one bedroom garden villa, which their suites and then villas are above the suites. We get probably one of the nicest rooms on the property for five nights. So we are really looking forward to this stay in Bali. That sounds amazing. Awesome. You're going to be all set up when you go there. You can even ask for another upgrade when you go there. Maybe you'll get a higher one on top of it because you pay. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. globalist. Tell them you are seat yeah. to a suite. Uh, yeah. Do you not know who I am? I know. I am Seriously. seat to a suite. We got to throw that card around. Do you not know who we are? Right. Like, nope. I have two twin beds stuck together. Oh, no. <laughs> Break up our marriage? <laughs> and not a thin sheet. Not a thin no. sheet or a burned blanket. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, exactly. All right. Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm. We had some great redemptions this week. Don't you all agree? 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's yeah. now time to move on to Ask Us. Hey, everyone. I'm Kelly from Costa Mesa. I follow you all on Instagram, and I love watching how you guys use your points. You've inspired me to travel, so I want to know what is the best or greatest redemption or trip you've taken? Thanks. I can't wait to hear the answer. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. So it seems she's asking all of us to lay all our cards out on the table. And we get this question a lot from a lot of our viewers and listeners. So, Kay Halani, what has been your best points experience trip? A recent um, visit to the Alima Villas Uluwatu. That hotel is amazing. The service is, I don't know any other word for it besides amazing relaxing, just stepping foot on the property. That's how we can tell if it's a good, gonna be a good stay from the moment when we arrive. If we feel relaxed and welcome, we're given the welcome drink. There are little sprays all over on property and in the rooms when we arrive there. The staff offers little sprays to spray on our face, like mitts and aromatherapy. So you can really feel the relaxation going on there. The food is amazing. The breakfast, it's not a buffet, but you can order anything on the menu. There are lattes, healthy fruit drinks. Um, when we're by the pool, they bring out complimentary glasses filled with ice with fresh popsicles in it, and you can eat as much of those as you want. The dinner is excellent. We made friends with the staff there. The workers are really nice. Uh, we found out they ride a moped to work for like an hour each way <laughs> to get there late at night and we'll pick, um, when they're done with work too. So. We really make an effort to go to their job. The villa is gorgeous. High ceilings. There is a pool in there. There is also little welcome gifts. We had a tub with uh, rose petals in it as well. And it just so happened that we also got Bali Valley while we were staying there. And another great thing about staying at a high-end hotel is that they have their own doctor on the property. So I got an IV while I was there and I had excellent medical care. And that's something to consider if you have any kind of medical conditions or you need access to medical care. So if you're going to be in a foreign country, choose a high-end hotel because you'll be able to get that service respected. So we needed to extend our stay there for I think it was two or three extra nights and the hotel actually refunded the points because we got sick on property. So that that's part of the excellent customer service that they have there. What is your greatest redemption? My greatest redemption? It's actually my first redemption. It's the Andas Papagayo in Costa Rica. There are quite a few reasons why I love this property. Number one, with a family of four, they allowed all four of us to stay in one room. So that's great in terms of points. And we were there for four nights. The first night, they didn't have a suite available, so we were in a standard room. And then after that, they moved us to a suite for the next three nights. The level of service that Kehalani was talking about is definitely evident here at this property. From the moment we pulled up to check in, the gentleman picked up our bags and he's like, you are now on vacation and you are not allowed to work anymore. My favorite part was that they had a little golf cart to take you around the property. So if you wanted to go from your room to breakfast, you'd call for a cart. If you wanted to go from breakfast down to the beach, they'd come pick you up in a golf cart. The breakfast was a spread of local and international foods that was perfect for all of us. My daughter's a picky eater. My son eats everything. 
So there was everything in between that. This was also one of those properties where you didn't have to leave. The suite was amazing. I mean, if I imagine living in an island resort, this is where it would be. The shower was about the size of a small New York apartment. They had reflexology stones in the bottom of the shower. I would say if anything, just go to the Andas for the shower. There was a beach right down at the bottom of breakfast, but there's also a beach that they put you on a boat and shuttle you over to the next side of the island. So it's like you're on a vacation, but kind of living the rich lifestyle because you're on a boat to go to another beach. And unfortunately, Mitch, at this beach, there were monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> We were able to get up close and personal with the monkeys, but I mean, we loved it. So I'm thinking the more I talk about Costa Rica is the more we're not going to meet up there. <laughs> if you don't mind monkeys and bugs. I'm not sold. <laughs> not sold, Nicole. You didn't sell not me. Gonna not going to happen. Definitely worth it. Bugs, monkeys, and all. Shower and service, those are the two main things. So Miguel, what has been your best redemption so far? Because I know you've had a lot of extremely nice experiences. What's the favorite one? It, it's kind of hard. Um, it's kind of between two. Um, we did a, a trip to the Maldives last year, my wife and I, and that was great. But she might be upset if I don't choose that one. But I'm, I'm actually going to go with the World Cup kind of like best trip points wise because I can't go do that again this year. You know, that's a once every four years. So I'm going to go with that one. So last year I went to Qatar for the World Cup. I went with my brother-in-law. I started planning that trip maybe like in March and the World Cup started in November. I started redeeming points for our flights and setting all that up. And I'll just try to break it down real quick. I went with my brother-in-law, I started planning that, but then a few months later, my nephew said he wanted to go with us. So it was a total of three of us for this trip. Now, I actually never did a, a expense breakdown or points breakdown on, on Instagram. So I guess at some point I might get to it, but top level view, the retail for everything we did was for the flights, accommodation and tickets should have been $64,000 and total we paid about $9,400 cash and then I spent about a little over 600,000 points. So we actually flew Emirates business class from New York to Milan and then uh, took the train down to Rome, Qatar economy, Rome to Doha and then we flew back Doha to Cairo and Egypt there. We did a stopover, sp spent a couple nights there and then Cairo to Milan and then Emirates first. Well, only me. <laughs> Emirates first, uh, back to New York. I tried to upgrade my my uh, my brother-in-law uh, to first class, but there was like a glitch, and I couldn't transfer the thirty thousand miles that they were asking for the upgrade. So I felt bad, but you know he was still in business class, and so it was nice. It was a total of twelve nights for the hotels. So we stayed at the Saint Regis when we were in Rome one night, and that was, I used the eighty-five thousand point free night award Marriott. In in Doha, we stayed two nights at the Hyatt Regency Oryx. And that was actually cash because it just worked out better. And then I talked about this one before about the mistake with the new St. Regis. So we stayed at the St. Regis, Marsa Arabia Island for five nights. And that was 160,000 points. And then we stayed at the Hyatt Regency Cairo West for two nights. And then when we got back to Milan at the Hyatt Centric, and then in New York, when we landed, we spent the night there at the Resorts World. So anyways, yeah, so 64000 was the retail for all three of us for flights, accommodations, and tickets. So we went to five matches, so five tickets. And then out of pocket again, like $9,400 for all three and 620,000 points. That was truly like a once-in-a-lifetime trip as far as I don't think we'll be able to recreate that, especially because normally when you have a World Cup, 
It's in a country, but the, the matches are in different cities. When the World Cup comes to the U.S. in 2026, matches are going to be all over the U.S., Dallas, Seattle, L.A., different, different stadiums. But in Qatar, all the stadiums were in the same city, pretty much. I mean, you could go to all the stadiums in the same day just with, by Uber. So that was really awesome to be able to see that many matches. Wait, Miguel, you um, talked about your wife earlier. Does she actually watch the show? I um, guess we'll find out. You know, <laughs> she tells me that. What? what? <laughs> If she tells me that, you know, why didn't I pick the Maldives as the best trip? We'll find out if she watches it. When I when I post stories, you know, and it's very technical as far as points and Semper Point and redemption and stuff, I see her just skipping through them. So It's like they don't want to know what goes on in the back of the kitchen. They just want the meal. Right. All the good stuff. So so anyways, I think that that's um, my most, I won't say favorite, but most valuable redemption um, what about you, Mitch? Yeah, I love Emirates First Class. It's one of my favorites as well. But mine isn't so much a points booking, but it was a mistake fair a few years ago. And you actually talked about that a couple of episodes uh, prior, Miguel. So about three to four years ago, my favorite airline and my favorite first class product, Cathay Pacific, made this mistake and they listed their first class seats on sale for around $800 round trip. Much like the one uh, Miguel talked about, this also started in Vietnam. It actually started in Da Nang and it went New York in their first class. Cathay Pacific, it's probably my favorite first class product out there because it's kind of like a Goldilocks thing for me. It's not too over the top and it's not too underwhelming. It's it's just right. I love their seats. I love their bedding. The caviar is incredible. I love the lounges at Hong Kong Airport and the ability to dine with your player two while you fly. It's probably the best part of this. And with this booking, we were able to obtain Alaska Air MVP gold status, which was nice. And we made a bunch of Alaska miles off of this booking. So for the cash rate that we paid, the points that we made off that booking was just the icing on the cake. So I hope we can book Cathay again. They're just starting to get things back up to speed now that COVID has passed. So it's on our radar to try to get back on them again really soon. So Cathay Pacific, that mistake fair first class, best redemption that we've ever made. What about you, Serena? Wow, every time someone tells me it's their best first class, I always add it to my list. So Cathay Pacific first class, I'm definitely going to add that to my list. So I, for me, I have been to one of the most aspirational properties in the world, Waldorf Astoria Maldives. We got there on Qatar Q Suite. We flew back on Singapore Business and I had an amazing time, but it wasn't my favorite. So my absolute favorite was going with my family to Japan for 16 nights last November. I went with my husband, my two daughters, and my parents. So it was the six of us. And it's great to show my kids the world, but it's really special to me to have them experience it with their grandparents there. That's my parents, especially while my parents are still physically and mentally able to explore the world. One of my most memorable moments was when we were waiting for a train in Kyoto and my dad said, wow, Japanese are such nice people and this country is so clean. 
everything I learned growing up as a kid, they were all wrong. So my dad grew up in China and he's in his 70s now. And I love that travel can open your eyes and break any preconceived notions that you have about a country or its people. So that's just really special to me. I mean, the premium cabins and the welcome amenities and suites, they're, they're really fun, but it's these experiences with my family that I really treasure. This trip to Japan, it would have cost a small fortune, but I'm just so thankful that points and miles allow me to take my kids and my parents um, on trips like this. Yeah, being able to spend that time with your parents, that's one thing. But to be able to do it in like first or business and have that experience with them, that is just like the icing on the cake. It's just the best. It is the best. But the problem is now my mom is a monster. So she scoffs. <laughs> she scoffs when I book her on Southwest. Flying Southwest? <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Kelly, for sending us your video question. We love hearing from all of you. And we want to include you in our show as well. So drop us a line on any one of our social media channels, or you can email us at letsgettothepoints at gmail.com, and we'll answer your question right here. Okay, before we wrap up, we recently did an Instagram story asking for your questions that you want our experts to answer. For those watching on Spotify and YouTube, we're going to put the questions up on the screen and we're going to go around and each of us are going to give our best short, quick response. And I promise our viewers, the panel has not been given these questions in advance. Okay, here we go. Brian89 asks, what has been our favorite destination of 2023 thus far? Miguel. Uh, San Miguel de Allende in uh, Mexico. So it's a nice little town in, um, in Mexico that is very popular, very touristy kind of, but I think it's still worth it. it I, don't, I wouldn't say it's overrated at all yet. So that's been my favorite uh, destination thus far. Uh, Nicole? Definitely for us would be Munich, Germany. Uh, being able to visit the soccer stadium with my kids who play soccer, staying at the Andas in Munich, that, oh, and the scooter ride that we had. That was our favorite destination in 2023. Kehlani? Today, from a trip to uh, Mallorca and Menorca, and we enjoyed Menorca a lot. Um, it was very relaxing, um, like a country atmosphere, not much traffic. It's really a free destination to go to. Serena, how about you? So for me, Waldorf Astoria Maldives, it was my first time scuba diving after 12 years of being out of it. So that was special to me. And Mitch? I would say Sydney, Australia, because we stayed at the Park Hyatt down there and the location, being able to see the Sydney Opera House, that was incredible. All right, next Instagram question comes to us from Shiny Hippos. And they ask, what is the best way to get to Europe business class on points? Miguel. Uh, I've talked about the sweet spot before, but there's this um, sweet spot if you use Avianca Life Miles. Uh, and the only route that works is from New York, JFK to Lisbon, Portugal. And that's 35,000 miles in business class. Nicole? I would say flying blue, especially if there is a transfer bonus. Kehilani? I'd say there's two different ways. Um... We're going San Fran, Dubai, Paris for 115,000 points on Emirates business class. Or you can go the um, low points way and do Iberia for like 30, 35,000 points in um, miles in business class, depending if there's transfer bonuses, you know, you can go to How about you, Serena? 
So I'll agree with Nicole, especially for families, uh, Flying Blue, Air France or KLM, I often see six, seven, eight, nine seats available. Also, um, San Francisco to Amsterdam, 65,000 miles in business class and children um, under 12, 25% off award bookings. And you, Mitch? You know, I'm going to admit I'm kind of bad at this stuff. So I'm going to send you guys a DM and just ask you what I should do. I think that would be the easiest way for me to find the answer out to that question. So sorry, shiny hippos. I don't know. All right. Um, okay. Final question. Here we go. Annabelle Guzman14 wants to know, I have 200,000 points from Marriott Bomboy credit cards. Besides hotels, what else can I do with them? Or do you have any recommendations on the perfect property? Miguel. Well, definitely what I do is uh, book something for five nights. So you get the fifth night free. So that means you're only paying for four nights. So 200 divided by four, you would be looking for a hotel that's 50,000 a night and book it for five nights. I know uh, Kelhalani uh, posted a reel of different options um, that were at 50,000 points or less. And one of them is actually Limeridian Maldives. Uh, so you could find a block of five nights. That's where I'd go. Uh, Nicole? Well, I'm a Hyatt girl. And since our last episode, I learned from Mitch about Marriott moments. I think that's where I'd spend the 200,000 points. I'd find an event that was a once in a lifetime opportunity and probably take the points and use it there. Okay, Helani? Yeah, I agree with Miguel. I was going to say the same thing. Do the book five, get um, get one free um, and save your points and get some more points to top that off. If you don't want to stay at that hotel, that um, the resort that he recommended, um, another great one is the St. Regis Maldives. Or um, I was looking recently, and there is a, a JW Marriott. Um, in, I think it's in uh, Jeju. It was uh, in Korea. It was thirty-three thousand points a night, and it, uh, the cash rate was like seven or eight hundred dollars a night. How about you, Serena? So there's a brand new Marriott that just opened. It's the JW Mas Masai Mara in Kenya. Um, it's a luxury safari lodge, and I don't know how many points it is, but definitely look into that because it looks amazing and try to go during Great Migration, which is between June and September. Mitch, how about you? Yeah, so we've done this redemption a couple of times now, and this is one of my favorite ones to recommend. So it's the Almaha. It's in Dubai, and it's this... Um, this resort that's incredible and it's just in the middle of the desert and you see these sand dunes and it's just incredible so that's what i recommend as well so thanks everyone that was kind of fun what do you think did you like that yeah yeah, that was a lot of fun. yeah. all right we're going to do it again on the next show so uh, make sure to check out our instagram for our next question poll and that's it for now i want to thank all of our hosts serena from passion for points Thanks for listening and watching. Kay Halani from Points to Travel Expert. Mahalo for being here. Miguel from The Travel Sergeant. Thanks for watching and listening. Nicole from Nicole's Travel Tips. Bye. Have a good night. And I'm Mitch Shannon from Sea to a Suite. Please remember to like and subscribe to this audio and video podcast wherever you find us on social media, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts as well. Finally, before we close, last year, Nicole learned how to start earning loyalty points with American Airlines and started using the shopping portal as well. Between the portal, Rocket Miles, and a couple of flights on American Airlines, she earned 128,000 AA points and Platinum Pro status. Here's a look at her flight in American First Class. Thanks for watching and listening. Watch for our next episode soon. I recently had the opportunity to fly American Airlines First Class on a short haul flight. I had to give the obligatory plane tap 
for more first-class seats. I had never tried sitting in the bulkhead seat, so I was like, why not? Let me give it a try. Once we were seated, we were served hot towel to just freshen up before our flight. After takeoff, we were served wine in an American Airlines branded glass. No more plastic cups. And then once we were at cruising altitude, we were served lunch in actual plates with actual silverware. For my husband and I, this was our first time actually sitting in any kind of premium seats with airline status. And as you can see, we have no behavior. Zero. Look at him. Notice how when he's eating, he has that elevated thinking. Do you see that? Hopefully that plane tap will give us more first class seating and maybe in a long haul flight. We had a blast. Look at him. He is out like a light.